Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Step Study. My name is Elaine B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Wednesday, April 4th, 2018. Today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we're in the chapter We Agnostics on page 47, and we're reading the second and third paragraphs, starting with We Needed to Ask Ourselves, and ending with commence at a simpler level. Today's reference number, yesterday, I'm sorry, the reference number for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, Tuesday, April 3rd, 2018, is 11,245. That's 11245. And the reference number for this morning's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting for Wednesday, April 4th, is 11,247, that's 11247, the OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Valerie B. to please read the 12 steps. Star one to unmute, please, Valerie. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Thank you. Oh, good. I was I was talking away. I thought I was muted. I mean, unmuted. Sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, step one. We admitted we were powerless over food or alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, 
we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you, Valerie B. Uh, Wendy M., will you please read the 12 traditions? Yes, good morning, Wendy M., recovered in Colorado. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Tab 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, and the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your sharing to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and we agnostics on page 47, reading the second and third paragraph, starting with, we needed to ask ourselves. And I will ask Catherine, Catherine M. to please begin reading. Thank you. Uh, My name is Catherine M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater near Seattle. We needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe, or am I even willing to believe, that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. That was great news to us, 
for we had assumed we could not make use of spiritual principles unless we accepted many things on faith which seemed difficult to believe. When people presented us with spiritual approaches, how frequently did we all say, I wish I had what that man has. I'm sure it would work if I could only believe as he believes. But I cannot accept as surely true the many articles of faith which are so plain to him. It was so comforting to learn that we could commence at a simpler level. So amazing thing here is that it doesn't take much. And I'm, I'm a compulsive complicator. You know, I just, I, I want to have like all of the stuff all right in place, but it's telling me the only thing that I have to have right now to make the beginning is being willing to believe. It says, you know, do I believe or am I even willing to believe that there's something greater than myself? And as soon as someone can say it, as soon as someone I'm sponsoring can say that they're willing to believe, then they're on the way. And, you know, I I spent a couple summers as a tour guide after college, and so I went from Santa Fe to Salt Lake City, and I saw, you know, beautiful, beautiful stuff, Rocky Mountains, uh, Yellowstone Park. And, you know, I I came in with with the faith already. I I definitely believe that there was something greater than myself. But just even standing there at some of this, this amazing, the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstones and seeing nature like that, it, it isn't hard for me to believe that I am greater than that. You know, there there is definitely something there. So so whatever it is, you know, that there is oxygen that I can breathe, that is a miracle. Uh, you know, that the, the, the sun comes up every day, and thank you, I do not have to make sure that the sun is coming up. That is something that is greater than myself. So even just that little teeny bit is going to give me this this cornerstone. Now, there's still more. You know, in Chapter 5, it talks about uh, the, the keystone of the new arch that we're going to walk through is finally believing that God is also going to solve all of my problems, that, you know, that, that he is the agent, that we are the children, you know, that, that simple concept. But then it goes on to say in the next paragraph that I don't have to be there yet. I don't even have to believe that God is going to solve my problems. I don't have to believe that God is going to restore me to sanity. I don't have to believe in God, because it says repeatedly here that a power greater than myself, it says it twice, doesn't have to be God. There's something greater than myself. And then later, I can believe that it's going to restore me to sanity. Later, I can believe that I can turn everything in my life over. Later, I can just go through my day constantly saying, okay, God, what is your will for me? And give me the power to carry that out. And that's how I'm going to get the miracles. But I don't have to be there yet. So if you can even go back and listen to all of the hundreds of special editions, listen to all of the hundreds, maybe even thousands of shares that we have recorded and say, yeah, here are people who have what you want. You know, I wish I had what that man has. I'm sure it worked if I could only believe as he believes, but we all started somewhere. Some came in with more, some came in with, with none, but we all started somewhere and getting to that recovered state. All it takes is that willingness to believe that there's something more than me. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Catherine M. Who'd like to comment on these paragraphs? Kelly T. Kenny T. Kelly T. Kelly, thank you. Carrie S. Carrie S. Kathleen O. (laughs) Kathleen O. Kaylee R. Jen A. Kaylee R. And Jen A. Texas 24. Rebecca. California 58. <laughs> Rebecca. 
Sorry, Rebecca T. <laughs> Rebecca T. Okay, let's start with that then. Uh, I have Kelly T. Please correct me if I make any errors here. Uh, Kelly T. Carrie S. Kathleen O. Um, Kelly R. I believe, and Jen A. and Rebecca T. Please go ahead, Kelly T. Followed by Carrie S. Um, thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kelly T. from New York, New York City. Um, this is such a beautiful paragraph, um, and I so understand it today. Um, when I first started program, I was like, I grew up in a Catholic household, so my belief in God was, I didn't even believe in God because I believe in this old guy who always was punishing me. And so when I first got into the rooms, I had a really hard time letting go of my will because I was like where where God has been when when I was I was molested as a kid when my mom, the way my mom treated me like I mean all these excuses like I blame everything on God instead of blaming everything there was some of my part with the disease and and it's nobody's fault you know I was born with the disease you know and it took me a really long time to accept that I need God to help me. I can I I can never be God. I was playing God all my life. As a kid, it helped me being with the food, but when I got older, that crutch did not work anymore. And it took me over a year in program to really notice that even when I think I gave my will to higher power, I was still taking my will back by um not not taking the food seriously. Like I was still consuming things that was still causing me harm. It's not until I put down the binging and purging and slowly was clear from the cloud that I saw in the that I understood the bit of what it meant to be entire abstinent. That me trying to do half measures does not work. I had to abandon myself completely to the higher power. And today, that's Mother Earth for me. Today is nature, my higher power. And I'm so grateful that I could trust her. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, that I'm always trusting her. But when I let go of my ego and let go and let her take care of me, my whole life is a lot better. Like I had um, this past week, I was struggling this weekend trying to get prescription for my anxiety, and my my, psychi- my psychiatrist wasn't sending the prescription, so I had to I had to go to emergency room and be honest with them, be like, I need medication, and I would never done that before. Before I would have been like, oh well, I don't have medication, who cares? I would have tried to control it myself. Today I'm like, I love myself enough to listen to my higher power and take care of myself and go to the emergency room and get what I need. So I could stay abstinent, and you know, and that's love. Higher power is love to me today. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Kelly T. Carrie S. You're up next, followed by Kathleen O. Thank you, and good morning, visionaries. This is Carrie S. Recovered in Golden, Colorado, and thank you, God, for being in the sunlight of spirit today. The um, the promise. In that second full paragraph, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. It was, it had been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. And that, um, and I'm, I'm a visual learner, I'm a right brainer, and so when I 
when I see the structure that Lori C., our Canadian visionary, um, really helped me draw out, the, that the foundation here is, is willingness. And then the, the keystone is the, that we made this decision, but it's the hope that I get from hearing all of you on the lines is that's the, the, the really big piece that holds that structure together. And so I love um, page 63 as like the, the seminal paragraph has got the promises of the whole program. It also, um, you know, talks about the structure and how we, we became less and less interested in ourselves and our little plans and designs and that we are reborn. And so I'm so grateful that this book has given me my job description and that I live in this God bubble all as much as I can. I stay in that bubble because if I'm not, I'm in self-will and I am disconnected and I cannot hear God's design for me. But today um, I, I just, I try to seek that power and, um, and I just know that it's an inside job it's this awakening um, from the spirit within myself. And so, um, yeah, I'm just grateful to be on the lines today. I definitely see myself slipping out sometimes, leaning out, so to speak. But today, thank God, um, I'm leaning in. And with all of you, I can do that. So with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Carrie S. Kathleen O., you're up next, followed by Callie R. Thank you so much, Elaine. This is Kathleen O, recovered in Northern California. I love that there's the word simple is used um, several times on this page and the one we read yesterday. Um, but today, the simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. And my favorite line, the last line, so it was comforting to learn that we could commence at a simpler level. And that was comforting to me. Um, you know, simple is easy to understand. Um, I think we're being asked not to complicate things and not to, um, you know, just not complicate things. Um, the religion that I grew up in was punishing, and so I discarded it at a very early age. Um, I went through the motions, but I never believed. And when I was in high school, I got involved in um, a group that, um, you know, we were asked to go off by ourselves and ask God into our lives. And my friend came back in tears and she had this wonderful experience. And I came back with, well, what's wrong with me? Nothing happened. I didn't get it. Um, so to come in here and to learn to just keep it simple was so beneficial. And, you know, believing in a higher power is a choice. Nobody's going to hold a gun to our heads and make us do it. But I had to look at what did I have to lose? Well, I had a lot of weight to lose and I had a lot of pain and misery to lose. And, and so I did read in these paragraphs, I don't need to overthink the higher power concept. I don't need to complicate defining a higher power. All I needed to do was keep it simple. And so I started to pay attention to what inspired me, uh, to what was beautiful, to where I, where I felt love. And, you know, today my higher power is beauty and love. When I can see beauty and feel love, I just become more tolerant and kind. And for me, that's God, um, this feeling of being taken care of, and knowing problems would be solved as long as I trusted and relied on something bigger than me, something outside of myself, you know, being other-centered instead of self-centered. And when I relied on that power, when I continue to rely on that power today, 
I, you know, I experience the freedom and joy that we're promised. I'm able to go through the day not fighting the food and not fighting anyone or anything. And that is God doing for me what I was never able to do for myself. And thank you so much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Kathleen O. Callie R., you're up next, followed by Jen A. Hi, this is Kaylee R. from California. Oh, sorry. Sorry to mispronounce your name, Kaylee. That's okay. Thank you. Sure. Um, I am super grateful to be sharing on the lines today. I um, have shared once before a while ago, and this is kind of, um, since I've been working the steps, this is the first time that I've shared and since I've had a vision sponsor. Um, and I, this paragraph, I've, since I joined this program, had kind of one thing after another happen, these like tragic tragic events. My boyfriend died, my roommate's boyfriend died in my house. I was in Las Vegas um, for the shooting in October and um, I work at YouTube where the shooting was yesterday and it's like one thing after another of these tragic events that happened that could totally lead me to believe that there's no higher power. Um, and instead of that, I just keep thinking my higher power is keeping me safe. And I'm so grateful to have a higher power that I can rely on and thank for keeping me safe from during all these events and keeping me uh, in program and abstinent when I could easily go back to the food. And yesterday, food wasn't even a solution, which is a miracle. Um, I'm just very, very grateful to have this program and to be on the lines. And when it says, am I even willing to believe, I think all of these events that have happened in my life or my higher power telling me, like, you can believe in me. I'm, I'm, I've got your back. I'm going to keep you safe. Um, and so I just really wanted to say how grateful I am. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Well, Kaylee, thank you very much. Appreciate your share. Um, Jen A., you're up next, followed by Rebecca T. Good morning. This is Jen A. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your service today. Thank you for everyone who's sharing on the lines and um, for our reader um, who beautifully <laughs> gave some great descriptions this morning. I literally have God bumps um, running up and down my spine today because of what we're reading. And I think that's a really cool um, place to be but I remember when I first came into program and um, you know the the God that I knew whether it was um, the God in the church or the God that from my childhood um, I defied that God because you know what he did not deliver for me he didn't give me the things that I want um, you know and the bad things that happened in my life on the things that were going around um, in my life and, and just with my family losing um, a child, um, he didn't give me what I wanted and I was upset. And then one day in program, I don't remember where I was at, I was in the step work, I think it was in my four step, and God looked at me and they said, um, you know, God looked at me, <laughs> probably, um, someone looked at me and said, you know what, Jen Marie, um, God is not your bitch. And I was like, oh! I was seriously taken back by that. And I was like, what? And I, I, I just had to stop in my tracks and think, is that, what, is that who I think God is? 
And that is, that's not who I believe God to be today. Um, I had to really take a step back from myself, from everything that I thought. I had to set aside everything. And um, I really just had to be willing. That's all it says in this paragraph. It says, uh, the promise is, as soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we will assure him that he is on his way. And that was enough for me. I don't have to make it complex. I don't have to make this thing crazy. I don't have to understand everything because I'm reminded um, later on when we get to how it works is that I can't, um, I can't maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles and in this program, right? I am not a saint. And it says to me, the point is that if I am willing to grow along spiritual lines, the principles that have been set down for me are guides to progress. I have to claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And for me, it's this, this journey day by day with God, with a higher power, that's spiritual progress. Um, if I've arrived, I better take a step back and look again and ask myself, is God my bitch again? Because that's where I am. And so I just need to step back and just be in spiritual progress and be willing and open and allow God to come in and make room for him. So I'll stay open-minded, I'll stop fighting, and um, I'll just uh, keep on believing. So thanks. Thanks for letting me share, and I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. Rebecca T., you're up next. Hi, it's Rebecca T. from uh, Central California. Uh, recovered, grateful, compulsive overeater. Um, I still love hearing all of your shares. Makes me laugh, makes me cry. Um, so glad to be here today. Uh, I'm. Uh, I had so many aha moments when. Um, the, Excuse me. I think someone's unmuted. So if you're not Rebecca T, could you please press star one to mute your phone? Thank you very much. Sorry about that, Rebecca. Please go ahead. The uh, first thing it dawned on me that, um, you know, when I newly became recovered again months ago and, and realized that I I was missing the most important step, um, but I was also uh, denying it as well in terms of finding a higher power and um, living the steps and working the steps and uh, getting spiritual recovery, uh, I, you know, I, I had always believed in a God, but, uh, you know, through my childhood, but the God I, I believed in, I, I believed that he, you know, um, he was responsible for, you know, this, for the beauty, for nature, for birth, for our human bodies. But I didn't, I didn't believe he was responsible for, uh, my day-to-day -day actions. And I truly thought that, I needed to take care of, you know, my sins and my actions and my behavior before, you know, I needed to clean it up. And once I cleaned it up, then God would allow me, you know, into his world or, you know, uh, you know, then he would help me with things that I needed. And so I continued that, you know, right until the, you know, last re relapse I had until I realized, I thought, you know, I was, you know, finally allowing my higher power in, but what I actually realized was for that day and for that moment, I realized I just, it was the last fall and I just couldn't have another relapse again. 
I think my higher power that day became this fellowship um, for that moment. Uh, so I came in, I said, okay, I'm going to listen to everybody, you know, at this convention who's recovered, and I'm going to do exactly what they did. And so for that weekend, the higher power was the fellowship. And I'm so glad that, uh, yeah, I took whatever it was in front of me that day. Um, because as the months have gone on in recovery, you know, my, uh, my, my belief and my, my strength and my spiritual bond, um, towards my higher power is changing and evolving and growing and definitely putting myself aside in terms of my will and my thinking and, um, my confusing thoughts. And so, yeah, it's so amazing that um, this program is here and, and and people are here to share for others and be there for others. And I feel so grateful and um, I'm eager to learn more. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rebecca T. For those who joined us a little later um, in the meeting, we're on page 47 of We Agnostics in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're commenting on the second and third paragraph that begins with, we needed to ask ourselves and ends with commence at a simpler level. Who'd like to comment on those two paragraphs today? Karen R. North Carolina. Karen R. Thank you. WF. WF. Nancy L. Nancy L. Terry H. Terry H. Anyone else? Okay, let's go with Karen R, Debbie F, Nancy L, and Terry H. Please go ahead, Karen, and Debbie will be up next. Hi, this is Karen R in North Carolina, a grateful recovering compulsive overeater, anorexic bulimic. Um, yeah, so what, what jumped out to me is um, we assumed we could not make use of spiritual principles unless we accepted many things in faith which seemed difficult to believe. And I was thinking about how the word assumed, you know, um, coming in, coming into this program with ideas already in place that were kind of black and white thinking I knew, thinking I knew, and that I knew enough or that um, I knew it all, <laughs> couldn't learn no more. Um, but the key was, for me, um, when it talks about when people presented us with spiritual approaches, how frequently did we say, I wish I had what that meant. That was what got me, because I wanted what you guys had. I wanted to stop all the binging. I wanted to stop all the time of thinking about food and trying to fix my body and just trying. I mean, it had been the undercurrent in my life since I was a young kid. And here were people on Vision that were talking about being free of that. And then um, the lady I chose for my sponsor was, had this peace, had this peace emanating from her. And I just, 
I wanted that, you know. Um, they talk in AA, you know, and, and this happened to me when I went into AA as well, is people had this sparkle in their eyes and I wanted that um, because this meeting is, you know, on the phone, it wasn't a sparkle in the eyes, but it was it was the peace in their voice. It was their um, their truth of their recovery and boy did I want it and I was willing I was willing to change and, and go to any lengths um to get more spirituality into my life, to have more of it filtrate and and, and to be done and to be done and to get whole and <clears throat> and live a more spiritual life um without having this dependence on, on food and crazy insanity around the food so oh yes so I wanted what you guys have and um had and have (laughs) and I hope I will always want to learn I want to continue to grow till I die you know I want to keep keep doing more and more so I can have more God coming through me um help being useful to others all those beautiful things so with that I'll pass thank you Thank you, Karen R. Debbie F., you're up next, followed by Nancy L. Hi, this is Debbie F., um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Remick in um, Los Angeles. And, um, yeah, thank you for everyone's shares. Um, uh, Several things jumped out, but, um, you know, we're asked, you know, we have to ask one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there's a power greater than myself? And and I never, well, I won't say never, I came in believing that there is, of course there is, of course there's something out there that's greater than myself. But the question to me was always, um, but does, but do I belong? Am, am I part of, does, does this power out there care about me? Um, you know, am I good enough to be cared about? And, um, and that leads to the next, um, in the next paragraph, you know, this, I wish I had what that man has. Um, I'm sure it would work if only I could believe this. He believes, and just putting me again in that place of like I'm less than. I'm this, you know. I'm. I, I just I'm not good enough. You know why? Why does anyone care? Everyone is better than me. And and what I get from this program is I don't. I can set all that aside, and I can act as if you know, act as if that there is a higher power, and that I belong, and practice humility, and. Um, and and I don't need to have this great conception of what God is. And and you know, my the first time I did have my conception, it was it was it was beautiful. It was first time. It was a one ad, and and um and I felt it in my heart, like oh my gosh, you mean this this is for me? <laughs> and and that's all I needed. Um, and then as I got further along in program and and recovery. I just, I craved more and I wanted more and that old voice came in and it's like, I don't belong. And I get to keep expanding my conception of, oh yeah, there is, there is a power greater than myself. And that's all I need to keep going and, and continue with the step work and keep seeking God. And then, in you know, all the other steps, keep building my relationship um, with this higher power, which is the purpose of these steps. And, um, and so I'm really um, glad that I got to hear this today and just reminded, be reminded again that I am just one among many, not better, not worse, um, all, you know, 
part of the universe and um, as we all are. And, um, and so I'm very grateful. Thanks. Thank you, Debbie F. Nancy L., you're up next, followed by Terry H. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate your service today. And um, I'm Nancy L. from Arizona. Wow. Um, I was always taught as a child, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, you know, I just didn't. Hello, I was just wanting to let folks know that we've had a little bit of a glitch, but I think everybody's back now. Elaine, are you there? Oh, yes, I am. I'm sorry. I was speaking and trying to get Nancy back online. I'm so sorry, Melanie. Um, Nancy L., could you please press star one to unmute, and and we'll start you over again? <laughs> yes, please. can you hear me? Yes, thank you so much. Okay, sure. Yeah, I don't know where I left off, but um, yeah, I, I am start again, re- okay? Okay, thank you so much, yes. Um, as a child, I was, I was taught that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And um, that didn't mean a whole lot to me, but as I grew up and, and uh, realized that uh, something was wrong with me when it came to food, because I've been you know, in this food battle from four years old up to 55, I started to, to trust God more to show me where to go for help and of course I just want him to zap me and the next day you know I'm thin and I'm not eating and benching and starving anymore but that did not happen I found OA and um, you know I just I did I I, I just allowed God to um, help me and he did for 11 years I I was just um, excited every day because I didn't binge anymore and I I was faithful, you know, to the things in OA that I was supposed to do. But along the way, I got resentful, and um, I was a bit resentful to people. And I decided that nine months ago that I could be perfectly fine without my program. And I left. And um, after all, I have God and I can do this. With his help, I will do this. I will keep the weight off and blah, blah, blah. And it didn't happen. I started tripping and stumbling and thinking about food and fighting with the food and sometimes winning, sometimes losing. And I realized, you know what? I cannot do this without my family, my OA family, and without God. I just, I mean, I I thought I had God the whole time, but then why am I doing this nighttime eating again? And, you know, it was because I was just taking God's job. I was I was becoming my God, and, and I was failing miserably. So thank you, God. Um, 24 days ago, I uh, got a sponsor, and I got a plastic bag, and I walked through that pantry and that kitchen, and I threw all the foods away that that had been causing me trouble that I couldn't live without. And um, I'm so grateful to be back. I I feel God's presence more now than ever. And I pray that I will never get that idea that I'm good to go now. I can can do this on my own because without my higher power, I am 
so powerless. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nancy Allen. Again, my apologies for the mix-up on the line there. Terry H., you're up next. Please go ahead. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H., uh, recovered compulsive eater, uh, bulimic, anorexic in North Carolina. Very grateful today. Um, This word, willing to believe. Um, When I came in and I asked my sponsor to work with me, I was willing, I was at that place where I was willing to do anything. No human power was, nothing I did, no human power was able to help me up to that point. And so, you know, I was willing. Um, I had a belief in a higher power. You know, willing, being willing and willingness is uh, definitely one of the parts of my foundation that I have built upon um, in, in my recovery, you know, and, you know, and, and just, you know, talking with other people and, and working through this process, you know, their willingness to be open. Um, I'm just very grateful for that as well. And, and just to show up each and every day and be open and see what it brings. You know, um, today my work in my recovery is around the prejudices um, uh, that, you know, comes along with uh, my childhood belief in a religious practice. And today, you know, I have an, my understanding, you know, for me is all those prejudices are coming from rules and, and judgments that I didn't agree with. And those were made by man, not my higher power. And so, you know, I, today I'm open to what God is going to teach me in my life. I am so grateful. No human power could ever um, get me recovered. It was definitely um, my higher power who brought me to this place where I am today. And, you know, I'm a human. And so I make, you know, make mistakes and, and um, you know, I, I'm not perfect. Most definitely not. And so I'm just really grateful that I have a higher power today that walks with me through all these trials, has walked with me through all these experiences, and is holding my hand today and is helping me along in my process each and every day as I work my program and experience life, um, freedoms, joy, and serenity. Thanks. I pass. Thank you very much, Terry H., We have time for a few more shares on the two paragraphs on page 47, the second and third paragraph. Who'd like to comment on this today? Leah S. Leah S. Vitality, is it? Vitality. I'm sorry, I I didn't get it. Charlotte T. Vitality. Vitality. Okay, thank you very much. And, um, Maybe time for one more quick share, like a minute share, or if all three of you take take a little less time, there might be time for one more person. Well, let's go with this. Leah S. and Darlet P. Please go ahead, Leah. Thank you so much, Elaine. Um, this is Leah S., a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Brooklyn. <clears throat> So I just realized something as I was listening to this meeting that really hit me right square in the head. I I grew up with religious background. I grew up with everything. I even went through traumatic 
um, out-of-life experiences, and I got my life back. What made me be such a resentful person again and take and pick up the food and it's not like I didn't see the miracles and I it hit me right here I this is a daily reprieve that is why I am abstinent content and happy and free every single morning I remember all the things that I used to have when I was overweight and when I was miserable. And nothing interested me. Nothing, nothing was anything that you would have said. It wasn't because I had expectations. Who am I to have expectations? God will do what he will do anyway. And um, why not trust him? And the second I started to trust I realized later on along the way how things worked out so much better than I could ever, ever have imagined. That that alone, to come to the conclusion of, of understanding the way God maneuvers things for me. Today I don't call them anger. Today I call them challenges. Challenges. And I talk to God. It's a daily reprieve of all the 12 steps constantly. Thank you very much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah S. Starlet P., please go ahead. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Okay. This is Starlet P. I'm grateful to be on the line today. And I... um, had to find that I had to stop playing God. I was always pushing him off the throne and trying to be in control. And once I let that go, um, I finally found recovery. And um, I couldn't ever figure out why um, nothing ever went my way. And it was because God was in control all the time and I wasn't. And when I finally let that go, I found recovery. And I'm so grateful today that um, I have found it. And the weight just seems to be falling off a little at a time, but it's falling off. And um, the abstinence is coming easily to me. And I, I'm not... Hit- having binges anymore and um, I'm getting along with uh, more people and I uh, finally am conquering some of my fears and it's uh, surely a miracle and I am grateful to God for that and it's trusting in him and knowing that he will lead me in the right direction And I am so, so grateful for that. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much, Starlet P. We do have time for one more share. Who'd like to take this opportunity? Garrison M. Garrison M. Oh, I'm sorry, Ashley Garrison. um, Would you please go ahead? Yes. Um, Thank you. Oh, I was looking. Oh, here we go. Um, 
Thank you. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater in Maryland, and um, and I um, I I I think I'm on the right spot that we couldn't make use of spiritual principles unless we accepted many things on faith, which seemed which seemed difficult to believe. Um, I have a little bit of that um, feeling now, um, having been recovered and then um, relapsing. Um, you know, I feel like I didn't, um, you know, I had several times during working in the steps when I felt very spiritually connected. But as somebody was just sharing, you know, like, I guess it's just a daily connection. And I guess I didn't on a daily basis maintain that connection. And maybe I didn't, you know, sort of ride it through. Like I hear some people say, like, sometimes you have kind of less you don't feel as close, but you just kind of stick it out. Um, and uh, I've definitely said, I wish I had what that man has. I'm sure it would work. If only I could believe as he believes. Um, you know, I, I mean, I say those very things, um, you know, that everybody else can kind of get this thing, but I don't know if I can um, because I'm so ingrained in self-reliance. And um, I just, you know, I've like I've been in program because I've been in AA um, for 20, 25 or 28 years, um, and um, so I've like you know I've heard this lingo for so long you know let it go and you know just so much lingo about how to um, how to turn things over and how to trust and believe in a higher power and and um, and I've just been very inconsistent I guess and and um, well and I've been you know I've been addicted to food so I've got uh, let me just say this and then I'll stop I this is day five I believe of entire abstinence I'm being really 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 careful um, with my food and looking back on the food um, as well as the feelings um, uh, that led up to my um, to my relapse I think it was a little bit of both I think it was a little bit of both so thanks for letting me share so much. I'll pass. Thank you very much, Garrison M. And thank you to everyone who shared today. We're going to transition the meeting by reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Karen R. please read a vision for you? Hi, this is Karen R. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.